Hi guys, welcome to another episode um on Tottery Need. Um as always I am your co-host Washi and I am your co-host Wanjiro. Yeah, so first of all let's give it a shout out to everyone who has been listening to us so far. We appreciate that you take time to listen to us, to give us your feedback mm. and to just engage in the conversations we thanks thanks a lot. Yeah, those who share our episodes, those who share the links. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Um so today we'll be talking about ah loneliness. Yeah. <laughs> loneliness versus solitude. Mm-hmm. And um what are the differences or you know what does it entail? Yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> I feel loneliness is it's it's like a blanket. Mm-hmm. It's something you cover yourself with or you can get lost into or you can just find yourself mm-hmm. in that dark room. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily dark depending on the circumstances, but it can easily get dark. It's it's comfortable, but um it's the bad type of comfortable kizoya kapo then it will get it becomes dark. very familiar to mm-hmm. you and, until mm-hmm. you don't know anything else yeah or um the contrary um feeling to it becomes very foreign to you mm-hmm. yeah. on the other hand solitude is um like a much needed break to kind of like go back and re-strategize whatever it is. I feel everyone needs periods of solitude. I'd say, yeah, solitude is like intentional. Yes. You you take yourself to that, to that dark room mm-hmm. on, on, on purpose. purpose. Maybe, you know, uh, I need to visit or to put myself in this state for this number of days or hours or you get mm-hmm. so that you can do whatever you want. But then on loneliness, you don't take yourself there. You find yourself there. Mm-hmm. And you don't know. Maybe you can't explain how you got there. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily bad, but it's lonely. You get. Yes. It's, it's a comforting loneliness that you know once you step out of, you're going to have like a grander vision of your life. <laughs> In a way. <laughs> <laughs> so, is it, it, so is it like a good thing or a bad thing? I think solitude is necessary. It's mm-hmm. a good thing. It's a necessary thing because w- when you're in the hustle and bustle of everyday living, there are very important aspects of life or of yourself and your growth that you can miss out on because there's so much noise around you. Yeah. It doesn't give you space for you to like think about other things as compared to having a period where you're in that moment of nothingness. Mm. You know, it forces you to like come face to face with yourself and introspect and, um, you know, evaluate how far you've come, yeah. what else to do as you move forward and such. So, and is it, uh, is it more of a mental state when you say you're in solitude? Mm-hmm. Um, does it have to be mentally or do you have to physically take yourself and place yourself away from other people, away from... You get. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think... Okay, it's not necessary for you to be in physical solitude in order to achieve that, you know, mm. drone. 
but it does help yeah to be in a place where you're not being disturbed by you know noises around you yeah like you're not absorbing other people's energy or other like the energy in you is not being drained it's just being preserved in a You've shielded it in a way. Yes, yes. Uh, but there are those people who have <laughs> achieved a level of mastery. They can call themselves to solitude in I the know. middle of Nairobi. <laughs> <laughs> like amidst you, you're walking in the streets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can. It's like so. Would you say meditation? Mm-hmm. Is it is it a form of any loneliness or solitude or? I think it appears to be a branch of solitude because something you do alone, like you, it's you and your thoughts, your feelings, which is kind of the same with solitude or mm-hmm. loneliness. Again, it's still you, your thoughts and your feelings. But now in loneliness, it's like the relationship is it's toxic. It's toxic. <laughs> it's harmful. You don't want it. Yeah. It's bullying you. Mm-hmm. But now with meditation... The relationship, it's calm, it's two-way, it's agreeable, mm-hmm. it's peaceful. Yes. But now with solitude, it's like, yeah, you, you and your mind, your thoughts, you're on good terms as well. Yeah. Plus, meditation can be one of the components of solitude. Like, in your period of solitude, mm. you can use meditation as one of the ways to kind of, like, maneuver that period. Of- yeah. We can't see me do that, but <laughs> she just sighed. Or is it a gas? Or is it that breath? Or... Yeah, it's the... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, I think uh, meditation can kind of, like, aid you to maneuver the pe- period of solitude. So, like, so do you, do you plan at some point in your life have you uh, ever had a period of solitude, like a long-term period of solitude? You see how you hear in most most African churches, mountain mm-hmm. it's, it's prayer part of the whole solitude thing. Yeah, it can be. I think uh, that period when you're in solitude, you can go and seek out anything you feel can get you to your point of enlightenment enlightenment <laughs> so it can be prayer it can be meditation it can be just journaling it can be sitting still yeah as long as you're just interacting with your thoughts and feelings in a way mm-hmm. yeah so it can be any of those so anything that just gets you to interact introspect and bring you to the point of realization that you want to come to so that's why I'm asking. At some point, while I call, do you plan on ever going like on a be a hermit? Yeah, on the going, mountains. <laughs> like you remember, <laughs> my friend was telling you she she declares herself a professional hermit. Like she just does not want to interact with people, other forms of life. It's like mm-hmm. I've had enough. Yeah, I think I would love that. I um. I want a period yeah. for like um, say even half a year. <laughs> half a year is long, <laughs> but I don't know. I'm being hypothetical here. I just go to some place, mm. maybe Poland. You know, I have a thing for Poland. Poland. I'll probably go to Poland, build an igloo, <laughs> and stay there with the white bears for six months. 
Wow, you got it all planned, <laughs> I do. You think you'll survive? I, I, I am not sure. I've never had a period of solitude. I, I think me the ones I've had, mm-hmm. they are tiny, tiny ones. Mm-hmm. Maybe on a weekend or just any day mm-hmm. where I feel I've had enough. I'm drained. Like I just want a lazy day or a day where I'm not going to engage with my phone or, you know, I'm just not going to do the most. Mm-hmm. I know in, in such a day, that's when you find yourself really, really interacting with your thoughts. Mm-hmm. But then oh, before you know it, Mara, you needed to go do this. Who mm-hmm. needs you? And you're like, yeah, let's get back to doing life. Yeah. Because solitude is like that a nice break from mm-hmm. doing life. Then you can just sit, evaluate, think, <laughs> re rewire, re mm-hmm. strategize, all that. Mm-hmm. Um talking about loneliness, what do you think induces feelings of loneliness in people? <laughs> like we all have that. Yeah. But what can be some of the triggers that can really get us to um, feel like we are absolutely desolate? I think it's because there's this group of people, or rather, like the larger percentage, Mm -hmm. they don't know how to deal with their thoughts. Mm -hmm. So, like, the moment maybe you and your friends, you were there, you know, the moment Kilamtua Menda home, you know, you just left there with yourself and you're like, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, you keep not going there in such a way that it, it piles up, piles mm-hmm. up, piles up. Because like you see for introverts, you can just leave them with their thoughts and mm-hmm. we're okay, we're survived, we're used to that I'm place. like we extroverts. <laughs> yeah, but no, no, like the flip side of that, mm-hmm. maybe uh, the, the line, it's mm-hmm. very... It's not so easy to draw the line between oh I'm I'm an introvert I stay alone like I don't like people and <laughs> I'm actually depressed mm-hmm. and lonely yeah. you get mm-hmm. yeah so the line is quite thin mm-hmm. so you have to be quite self aware to to make sure you know where you are mm-hmm. I might draw an example from a certain psychologist I was listening to and he was talking about how human beings have certain pillars that make them to be functional mm-hmm. and he was talking about how you know you need to have family around you to have yeah. friends to have an educational pursuit or a career pursuit you know have work like they keep Some, you sane yeah things that keep you sane mm-hmm. so i feel like when one of those pillars is kind of like tumbling or is being interfered with then we have feelings of loneliness you know mm-hmm. for example if your major pillars are family work work and maybe friends. Yeah. So, like, so that's what a normal person should have. You know? <laughs> yeah, for you to be a yeah. holistic. No, imagine you don't have either. So, Tseme, you're at that age, this age of ours, where you're <laughs> supposed to go start hustling. So, mm-hmm. basically, quote unquote, I'll say umefukuzo kwenyu, but they'll just use the term, oh, you know, no, it's time, go around start life. So, yeah. So, umefukuzo kwenyu. Mm-hmm. So, see, now you, like, you're away from, okay, physically away mm-hmm. from family. Mm-hmm. Then now maybe your friends, you're like, oh, cut off people, cut off bad energy. Yeah. yeah, go make mm-hmm. it to the top. Mm-hmm. Nee, nee, nee. Mm-hmm. That's how loneliness starts. Yes. <laughs> and then also your career pursuit is probably not going as you wish it yeah. to be. Yeah. Then, yeah. So your foundational pillars are shook. And that 
induces feeling of loneliness. And you would think that in this day and age where the world is basically a global village, people would not feel as lonely. But it's like the paradox has just shifted where now people are feeling even lonelier than our parents. Because um, I was talking to one of um, my friends, but she's like, older than me she she has kids of half a family of her own and i was uh, asking her how she felt about you know this covid and then she told me you know you millennials um whenever you ask uh, a question on any subject there has to be the feeling part you know like how are you feeling <laughs> like you guys have too many emotional attachments uh. to things and to people and to events that yeah. wasn't there when they were growing up you know, and now it's, it's made hypersensitive because of um, social media. Yeah. So, so how are you supposed to ask the question? <laughs> <laughs> it's not entirely. Like, like just as you said, uh, most like some of your friends are commenting and saying that you keep saying in the podcast, I think, I mm-hmm. think, I think. And me, I'm told, I keep saying, I, I feel, feel, I feel, I feel. So, <laughs> So then what, what word do we use that is not think or feel? Because that is all we do, mm-hmm. basically. I think if I'm not feeling stuff, I'm thinking, thinking something. <laughs> You're either yeah. thinking some, of something or feeling. feeling. Or like. But I also think there has been... You also think... <laughs> <laughs> there has been a lot of um, uh, centering on... Um, processing our emotions mm. and you know like how are you feeling today yeah like yeah it's it's it's, it's out there it's being hyper oh you're feeling this way it's because of this then they link it to maybe to even childhood trauma yeah or, yeah, yeah so we are being um uh taught mm-hmm. or being excessively you know on our faces you should yeah, analyze yeah. how you feel like you work with basically your feelings <laughs> out there like as if you're holding uh, whatever <laughs> written what you're feeling mm-hmm. and which is funny because knowing our parents generation mm-hmm. or the older generation that was not there because no maybe sometimes like um tell me like something is happening then if i sometimes i ask my mom but now like what are you feeling, feeling. about this uh, and then now she looks at me like what do uh, you mean <laughs> and i'm like no like what are your feelings yeah, towards like, this like make me understand mm-hmm. get deeper tell me what then now at first it used to be like is it that you're not getting me or mm-hmm. but then now I'm, I'm, reali- I'm realizing like they don't know how to feel mm-hmm. okay they or do, rather but they don't know how to on the front. yeah so it's like uh hyper glamorized like yeah. it is in our generation you know like right now we'd ask you how do you feel about the capital being broken into you know yes and they have so many emotions we're like yeah we feel angry we uh, feel yeah we feel upset like yeah. yeah but then they are like oh the capital got broken into well that's interesting what are we eating no, for or rather <laughs> or rather if, if they are gonna give their arguments mm-hmm. they are very like the feeling is not but, at the forefront, mm-hmm, mm, you get like, like logical. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you see how it goes, be passionate, mm-hmm. full of fire, full yes. of all that. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's just like, it's just another, it's just another oh, issue. News. So yes, no, and, and they'll give a detailed factual, like very convincing mm-hmm. argument. Mm-hmm. But now us will put our 
everything in there, which is both a good, good thing, thing and, and a bad, bad thing. Because <laughs> now sometimes um you 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 you'll be told like to make a good argument if possible keep feelings out of it mm-hmm. like logic yes. is at the forefront mm-hmm. but sometimes uh, an argument is only good as good because of the feeling, feeling. attached yes. to it mm-hmm. so yeah yeah and i do i do i do see how this can affect us because we are in a constant um cycle of analyzing how we feel to the point where when we don't have the feelings or emotions we are so used to mm-hmm. we start to analyze and ask and ask ourselves, hmm, so why am I not feeling sad today? <laughs> and then, <laughs> as you analyze, you start thinking, I should be having something to feel sad about. No, or but I should, it's, okay, I don't know how to explain it accurately, but it's like we analyze ourselves so much so that we get to a point where we think we are somehow faulty. It's like this culture of self-help mm-hmm. and you know like greed and growing yourself mm-hmm. and becoming better and all mm-hmm. that but in a way that has made people to actually you know i don't know it's like advertising mm-hmm. being used by the self-help industry mm-hmm. that makes people think mm-hmm. that they are fundamentally fluent <laughs> okay we are fundamentally yeah. fluent yeah. but are you getting <laughs> yeah I, I think the point you're trying to put across and mm-hmm. correct me if i'm wrong like i feel we are very self-aware of mm-hmm. our faulty side yes like mm-hmm. our self-awareness uh right now at this generation at this time most people are very self-aware mm-hmm. someone will come to you they'll tell you i have this problem i know i have it because of this it's like, tied to this be, time yeah it began when i was six Ex- years exactly. old and these are the chain of events that yeah. have brought me here yeah mm-hmm. so like we are very self-aware like mm-hmm. you'll be lonely and you know i'm lonely you're depressed and you know no. um, yeah yeah which is contrary maybe to what because even now it's you can like even identify it maybe someone from an um someone who's older you can even see maybe you can see this person is going through this and them themselves they don't know mm-hmm. but now as our generation because we are we are the feeling and thinking mm-hmm. like we're used to doing overthinking <laughs> over feeling that's what we are good at yeah. so we are so good at seeing someone you can be like oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're reacting ABC because of ABC, ABC. and that person really doesn't even know no, that. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, yes. So I do I do get that. And um so that can contribute to the feeling of loneliness if we have because uh, if you're in a constant uh, state of self-critic and uh, self-analyzing, it can bring you to a state of hopelessness when you're like oh, there's so much I have to work on mm. or to change and I don't even know where to begin. Yeah, like I think the bad or good thing is that our emotions are very alive, mm-hmm. very very alive, mm-hmm. and like most people in this day and age, you like uh whatever you feel, whether it's love or anger or mm-hmm. whatever it is, you feel it in a very strong. strong sometimes amplified man. Yeah, is it the food we are eating? <laughs> is it chemical the food? Yeah, the food does things too. Yeah, <laughs> so because I'm like, is it hormones? Is it like what is it? Because that no, KFC yeah. chicken you've been eating on. Because <laughs> I feel other people.
people or maybe uh, in their previous days and mm-hmm. generations, like they didn't, or or am I wrong? Like yeah, I think you're right. They didn't feel things mm-hmm. to this intensity that yes, we feel. Yes. Like it's not every day you hear of people who died because of love, you know. Okay, we know of Romeo and Juliet, <laughs> but still you get like this generation mm-hmm, type. Where of someone thing. kills themselves because a girl said no. Or yeah. kills the girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're like... I, I don't know. I think we are clutching on so hard to our emotions and such that we lose the bigger picture. Yeah, Ama, mm-hmm. you know, at least Kitambo, the guys had something to work on. So mm-hmm. they were working on maybe if, if they were like slavery, they were working so hard to get out of slavery. They were poor. So they were working hard to get rich. So now, right now you're, you're there. Maybe you're at least you're not living from hand to mouth. You, you're going to school. You basically have everything mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. most of the things. Mm-hmm. So what you're left with, like you're just not left there with your thoughts and your emotions. So they become a huge part of who you are mm-hmm. which on the flip side yeah. can be a lot and um well social media also contributes to the feeling of loneliness yeah and it's it's quite a paradox, paradox. i know <laughs> the whole point of social media was to get people together yeah to engage but now it's actually creating a cycle where people feel even more yeah. alone than they did before social media and i think for me, one of the things I see is that, okay, for one, people really realize that some of the things being put out there on social media are actually not real. Yeah. So they compare and mm-hmm. think to themselves, oh, this person is having so much fun and they are progressive in life as compared to me. Mm-hmm. And um, you start to think, oh, I will, I I have failed at life. Yeah. <laughs> and so all these things, Things just keep looping in your mind to a point where you're like, oh, I yeah, know. that's yeah. that's it. I'm but, a failure. But I was thinking, yeah, there's actually a day I was thinking about all this social media stuff, mm-hmm. and it's funny how mm-hmm. so maybe it's something like Insta, mm-hmm. so it's mostly pictures. Yeah. So uh, the sense, um, the sense mostly used its eyes. Mm-hmm. Like I saw, yeah. I I liked, I saw yes. this, I saw this. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe something like Twitter. It's words. Words exactly. do the the words, representation yes, of everything, everything that you want. Like you see how different it is. Maybe mm-hmm. in Insta, it's pictures, but not in Twitter, it's words. words. Mm-hmm. So then also, uh, when having maybe a normal conversation or normal interactions, mm-hmm. which one do you feel holds more weight? Is it what someone said, what you saw or what you had. <laughs> I think both have a weight yeah. depending on who you are. The people who perceive words much deeper than what they see. Mm-hmm. Then there are people who, for them, it's what they see. see. The words that come after do not matter as much. <sighs> yeah, it's probably depend, but I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's still funny how because now I'm like so those are the two major like senses mm-hmm. uh, in social media. So I'm like um, if qua interactions, mm-hmm. see you see someone and then you're talking. Mm-hmm. So but then now you have that in Insta, you mm-hmm. have that maybe attack qua captions, mm-hmm. ama qua Twitter. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to understand then why do we still feel that loneliness mm-hmm. that you're still interacting in a way. Oh, oh, that's the dynamic. Um, there's a huge difference between face-to-face Face. conversations and, you know, talking over phone 
or mm-hmm. interacting. So as much as you're still media. using the same senses. Yes, but you know there isn't touch. There isn't like it's not proximity live. that just face to face has or can provide. And um, I, I, you can't supplement social media for your actual social yeah. life. Yeah, that is what most people don't <laughs> know. Like you need to actually go out yeah. and meet people, interact with them, not live on your phone, on TikTok, on Instagram, on uh, Twitter, on Facebook. Like it can't supplement. Yeah, we should the have a ban of all that for a year <laughs> until people go, go back mad. to. Okay, <laughs> okay. It's the old ways of writing letters to each other and yeah. meeting and like actual meeting. Yes. <laughs> Which again, I think, was not I think not like for those people who claim, okay, there are people who have so, uh, social anxiety. Mm-hmm. For some of them, it's self-diagnosed. Angina, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. you just concluded. So, mm-hmm. I think I don't know. How do you think it ties with loneliness, with social media, mm-hmm. all that? Because um, now, for such people, it's mm-hmm. either social media is way easier for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see keyboard warriors. Yes. Who are, yeah. mm-hmm. It's easier to say things when <laughs> they're behind, behind that keyboard. Yeah. Well, um, I think <laughs> that being on social media too much is bound to give you some sort of social anxiety because meeting face-to-face can be very different and more dynamic yeah, than actually yeah, yeah. interacting over phone. So when you start to think about the effort that you're going to have to put into this face-to-face conversation, <laughs> your mind just goes like, oh, oh no, yeah, that's yeah. too much work. <laughs> <laughs> and so you become very anxious to meet people and to mm. like actually converse and you know, go eat out and go the long haul. So it does contribute to social social anxiety. Uh Now that social anxiety fuels your loneliness, Father, Mm. because now you're very anxious. So you don't, or you you don't plan or you bail out on plans to meet people. Yeah. And And you make loneliness your best friend. Yes. So is there is there a cure for loneliness? There's actually a movie like that, right? The cure for loneliness. There is. I'm not watching it. I'd love to watch it. <laughs> yeah, it's a catchy title. It is. It is the cure. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay, who 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 do you think who was the first person to feel lonely, <laughs> or how did someone realize? <laughs> oh, I'm actually feeling lonely. I think. Um, okay, if I were to use my historical reference as the Bible, uh-huh. all through scripture, there have been moments where even these patriarchs of faith have felt lonely, lonely. and deserted. Uh-huh. Like, Ile lonely, uh, I want friends. Yeah. yeah, like Moses, after he was chased away from Egypt and he's in the desert, he doesn't know anyone, he's like wandering before he go, goes to um his in-laws place so no that's after like he's been after he killed the egyptian uh-huh and then he ran away from egypt because mm-hmm. you know he knew he was gonna oh, oh be yes 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 i remember so, now mm-hmm. that period imagine he was just alone in the desert <laughs> so i think it's something that so he was not in solitude he was alone yeah he was he was alone uh-huh mm. 
So I everyone has had a time where so was it like felt, sad mm-hmm. for him and like and also now that makes me more curious. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe for a for someone who's a believer, a strong believer, mm-hmm. and maybe compared to someone who's an unbeliever, mm-hmm. does loneliness hit differently? <laughs> Actually, <laughs> that's a whole convo. Because like, there's this notion where people are like, Christians uh-huh. should not be having things like depression and loneliness. Uh-huh. There's that notion that or assumption out there yeah. that, oh, you know, as a Christian, you should be the cheery light of the world. <laughs> the, the light, <laughs> the sun. <laughs> Yeah, that shines yeah. <laughs> in everyone's life. Yeah. So when you actually say, "Oh, you know, I'm feeling depressed, or I'm feeling lonely," the first question usually, "Are you praying, Sister Anne? <laughs> Is your relationship with God all right?" Yeah. But um, people fail to recognize the fact that emotions are part of our human nature, and to express them does not mean that you no longer believe. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah, but it. <laughs> But I still think it's gonna manifest differently. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. um maybe this this other person has faith mm-hmm. or believe as a major part and stronghold in their life. Mm-hmm. This other one does not have does not have. And so now maybe now the what they consider like the their biggest things mm-hmm. is friends and mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. Like Uyohana your faith and believe. Yeah. So no no they've lost that. Mm-hmm. So, so it's uh, like uh there's another pillar that stands for believers. Mm-hmm. That pillar of faith. You know, like the way I was mentioning how you know we have these pillars of friends, family, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, so now for believers, we yeah, can they have, have an extra pillar. pillar. So at least these ones, they have a hope of getting out of it. Mm-hmm. These other ones, yeah, it can, it it's, can it's be all very like, it's a, it's a lack, it's mm-hmm. a fifty-fifty, yeah. or maybe, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I, it can man, it definitely will manifest differently because, um, now with all these. Uh, books and resources mm. that are there that kind of like you know they tell you oh you know you're not alone god yeah. is with you yeah he's walking with yeah. you yeah and yeah that offers you some sort of comfort, comfort. Mm. as com- as opposed to you no, know this other person doesn't you just have that you're just there yeah. it's your netflix <laughs> <laughs> And yeah. yeah, it can get pretty, pretty lonely <laughs> if it's just you and Netflix. <laughs> I, yeah. As for a cure for loneliness, I I can't say there's one way that works for everyone. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important to keep hope alive and to remember that nothing is permanent. No, but I feel mm-hmm. the cure for loneliness, it should not be a feeling because in the first place, your feelings and your thoughts is what brought you there mm-hmm. to loneliness. So it should be something maybe more practical. Maybe mm-hmm. say just um, the cure for loneliness is just doing the opposite of that. At go Akama, out. Yeah, just go out. Talk to, okay, at Akama you're not. Maybe talking to people is like level seven. <laughs> <laughs> level one, just go out. See other forms of life happening outside mm-hmm. you. Go out, see the birds, see the animals. See people, just see them. Mm-hmm. If possible, if there's a group of people talking, you just go listen, hear them. Because mm-hmm. that, that's how your body is reminded of. 
Because not loneliness, I feel it's as if your body forgets to live. Mm-hmm. In it's in on a, automation. Yeah, it's like a sort of trance. Mm-hmm. So it's just every day, it's just you, your thoughts, you get. Mm-hmm. So it, like you forget uh, about the whole life outside mm-hmm. of you. True. So the moment you put yourself out there and you remind yourself of the life that is happening around, mm-hmm. you hear people talking, you remember what's that like. Mm-hmm. You see someone laughing, you see someone eating. Mm-hmm. All that stuff. Um, we can also just, you know, analyze for yourself what are your, like, most important pillars. Let me just call them pillars. Like, what grounds you? Mm. Or what is that thing that keeps you sane or yeah. intact? And then, you know, look at how your relationship with that thing has been. Maybe, for example, it's your faith, it's your mm. family, it's your friends, it's your work. Yeah. Then... If it's some, if it's, it's usually one of those things that has been shook, such that you now feel like you're or disoriented, or even all of them. Mm. So just see how you can work towards reconstructing them. You know, like if it's your family, reach out to them. Mm-hmm. You know, have like moments where you're just hanging out with them. Yeah. If it's friends, the same thing. If it's your work, and um, something to do with your career, you know put in steps to advance yourself. Mm. Yeah, but uh, and when it gets too much, just mm. seek professional help. Don't yeah. don't die there. But but I feel <laughs> it's it's not something you can ever permanently cure. Yeah. Like it's something that just comes and goes, mm. comes and goes. So it's management. Loneliness management. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you manage until you are effective. <laughs> yeah, it's as if you manage, then you're effective for four months mm-hmm. or a year. Like, you never know it's gonna come, come back after how long. <laughs> and then it comes, you're like, okay, cool. So, wh- why are we working on this thing? Okay, yeah, that exactly right. And yeah, it's it's probably maybe sometimes it's triggered by mm-hmm. some things. Mm-hmm. Maybe you've gone through a rough divorce, mm-hmm. you've gone through a rough breakup, you've, mm-hmm. you've lost someone, mm-hmm. maybe someone who's close to you, a relative. Mm-hmm. A friend, mm-hmm. or so, it's something that you even yourself you've done, like yeah. you made a mistake, yeah. and you're like, oh, I will never be able to recover from this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just you know, have a way to, <laughs> yeah, find whatever yeah. works for you. But mm-hmm. either way, just find a way of bringing that part of you that's dead to life because mm-hmm. yeah with loneliness you feel as if there's just something in you that's dead mm-hmm. so you're just an, another body walking mm-hmm. but your spirit is just in a coma as you find find the water that can just bring it back to life yes yeah mm-hmm. true, so, true. so would you say you've ever been lonely oh yes man <laughs> <laughs> let me quote there's a time during covid hey hey <laughs> I was like, I need to go back and see people. people. Yeah, yeah. Like I just will. That's a very small thing, but it's a very big thing. Hey, Seeing people. Hey, considering the fact that I am very extroverted, I, I love yeah. to interact with people. So, for the first week, I was almost like, yes, this is a period of solitude. Yeah. To, to look within me and to introspect. <laughs> introspect. Ah. Uh, Two, three weeks later, too I much. Was, <laughs> I, I was curling on my bed, reading a book. And then I'm like, no, I I, I do need to interact with people. Yeah. So yeah, I have felt loneliness. Um, 
So that was one example. But uh, just periods for me, it, some of the triggers can be uh, staying alone for too long. For too long, seeing the same same faces for, for too, too long. long. Yeah. <laughs> or just that's why quarantine. <laughs> quarantine is Not it can be an unhealthy way because yeah. your your social. Your social bond needs to it needs to come out. Yes. It needs to see more people, talk to new people. We're going to tell the government we'll just walk in bubbles. But we just need to see each yeah. other. Loneliness is just living in your bubble. <laughs> yeah. So I think those are some of the triggers for me. Mm. Um, how about you? Ah, of course. Of course. <laughs> So, but first, I'm an introvert, mm-hmm. but at least I'm I'm at a place where I can draw the line between mm-hmm. uh, this is just me being comfortable and enjoying my space, mm-hmm. my time, mm-hmm. my thoughts. Mm-hmm. And now this is too extreme. Mm-hmm. It's now getting into loneliness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but I, when, too, when it comes, I just now know no, me, I'm an extremist. So now when it comes, I'll just <laughs> go <laughs> to crowds. <laughs> then I'll... <laughs> So that they can drain me, then yeah. I'll be reminded. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, no, no, it's like that. Uh, you see how they when 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 someone is almost when kwahosi mm-hmm. before to akufe, then yeah. they charge you. Yeah. So now I feel mm-hmm. if I'm lonely, then I go in a sea of crowds. I'm that's like, the electricity. Yes. Now that's the charge. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. There is a whole world happening outside my thoughts, mm-hmm. outside my space. Yeah, things are going on. Mm-hmm. Life is moving mm-hmm. on, and then all that we are able to come back to now balance of, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. So um, there's also this notion mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. um, what can we call it? Should we call it mock happiness? Or what what can we call it? It's like um, this notion of. When you're lonely or when you're alone or when you're not feeling well, people being like, oh, you know, just go sprinkle some happiness or um, <laughs> do something. Be happy. Yeah. Be, be joyful. And yeah. ignoring the feeling. Ign- not yeah. working through it. Yeah, it's it's not a good Toxic thing. Toxic optimism. Yeah. Shall we call it that? It's everyday good vibes, <laughs> sunshine, hello, optimist, optimist, sis, catching me. Think about them, go to that place, you don't want to go to, like, make peace with what you need to make peace with. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah, we, we, we're all gonna feel lonely at one point. Yeah. Um, make sure you have a remedy for it. Even prehand, like know what ticks you. If it's you know, mm. you know, if I'm lonely, if I pray, if I read my Bible, or if I go out see people, if yeah. I go to eat, or if I hold a child, if I, <laughs> yeah, if I buy flowers for myself, if I buy chocolate, I'm gonna be okay. Then, sure, do it. Like know your signs and symptoms mm-hmm. of loneliness, your triggers, mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah, and then now uh, your keywords, the keywords. <laughs> Which mostly involves sense, like you go see new things outside that space. Mm-hmm. Outside Quenu, mm-hmm. outside your walls. Mm-hmm. Go test new things. Such a sunflower. <laughs> if that will heal you. 
Yes, go touch us. Just go and be reminded of life happening outside your mind, mm-hmm. outside your thoughts, outside your feelings. Remember, life goes on. True, true. Yeah, yeah so we're going to wind up our episode for today. Yeah, right. And remember, if you would like to engage more in the conversation, you can always follow us on Instagram at Tatsirene. My personal handle is at Wangari Mashini. Mine is at Shironjogu. Yeah, and we can't wait to have you on our next episode. And um, see you then. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>